When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm No Strike Mind, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on YouTube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are preparing for the Seattle Seahawks in week 17, a crucial game that really decides whether or not this season remains alive heading into the final regular season game in Baltimore or not. Mason Rudolph will start at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but Kenny Pickett not ruled out of this one. His chance of starting still alive, even if very slim. We'll dive into all the possibilities leading up to Sunday's kickoff in Seattle, plus a major blow on defense. Can the Pittsburgh Steelers recover from it? How are they going to try and replace another linebacker heading into week 17? We'll dive into some possibilities and a new addition to the Steelers defense. It's a, it's a rainy one here in the Berg. It's been rainy all week. I think everybody wants some snow, but I'm, I'm cool with rain and 50 degrees. I'm not going to lie. How are you feeling? My friend feeling good. I'm still trying to clear my system of all of the food and, you know, (laughs) beer that I've been drinking over the past two days. It feels like that is, I've done nothing besides that, uh, both Christmas and Christmas Eve. That's all it was. So I'm still, Still getting back into game shape, I would say, after after those two days. Yeah, I feel you 100%. Yesterday is, so the day after Christmas is mine and my fiance's anniversary. So we went to dinner last night. First off, let me say this. We showed up, made a reservation for dinner, showed up. The place was closed, and it was oh. just a sign on the door, and they're like, plumbing issues. Sorry <laughs> for the inconvenience. I was like, you figured you would have sent a, uh, an email something right. saying hey look we are not open by the way thank you very much so we went i went christmas eve which is just i mean my family does the seven fishes yeah tons yeah of lemon jello. Yep. yeah yep so you're just eating and eating and eating christmas day we do breakfast at my place and then we drove back to pittsburgh to have dinner with her family so ate twice that day huge meals and then yesterday went out to dinner again that first glass of wine at dinner last night, I was like, I think I'm done. I think I don't have any, <laughs> I don't have anything left in me at all. And then we went for milkshakes afterwards. So, you know, I've been, I'm rocking an extra large sweatshirt this morning and it's, it's feeling a little snug, but that's the Christmas spirit. I'm excited to, uh, to be back. The Pittsburgh Steelers also back and Mason Rudolph also a starter second week. Some people are saying it's cause of the hot hand. We saw some reports from Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, some guys kind of got the message a little skewed when they uh, sent their tweets out yesterday saying, hey, look at the Steelers are sticking with Mason Rudolph. I don't really think it's that case. It wasn't really the messaging that Mike Tomlin tried to send. It was more so Kenny is not really there yet. They'll monitor him throughout the week. For right now, Mason Rudolph is their guy and they expect him to start. After last week, he said a couple of times, we're confident in Mason Rudolph. We are comfortable in this situation. I mean, at the beginning of this Kenny-less 
stretch was Mitch Trubisky and it was worry, worry, worry. What's the quarterback? How good does it feel just covering this team and and being part of the atmosphere and everything to sit here and go, this is the first time and and maybe all season long that we were like, okay, this is this is a good quarterback move and there's some confidence in what Mason Rudolph can do as a passer. Yeah, and there just seems like a plan. You know, there seems like yes. it's it's a plan that you can be confident in. Um, you know, no one's second guessing whether uh, you know, there's someone else who's more deserving of this opportunity right now. It's it's just all Mason. Um, and I feel like that's gotta that's gotta bode well from him going into this week. I mean, you know, kinda I feel like every other starting situation he had been in, it was more, uh, well, it's it's you're all we got, you know? Um yep. And this time it's no, it's Mason. You're the you're the guy, man. Like you are, you are the one that we have confidence in. You are the the best man for this job right now. So, I think that's got to be reassuring for not just you know Mason and the rest of the team, but like you know the fan base as well, just to see what he was able to do, and feel like you know, I think you can say a lot about how the Bengals don't have a super strong pass defense, and that might have lent itself to a big day for Mason Rudolph. But I mean, yeah. the Seattle Seahawks don't have a great pass defense either. Like this is this is another scenario in which. I feel like Mason could get set up really well for another big day. So I think there's just, it, it's comfortable to have confidence. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing for, for this team right now. You think about how low morale was going into that Bengals game and he kind of yeah. not single-handedly, but he did played a large part in pulling, pulling that morale up and, and getting the Steelers to a place where they can at least feel confident that they will be able to take care of their own business in this kind of late playoff push. Agreed. And when it comes to Seattle's defense, like, you're looking at a banged up Devin Witherspoon who missed last week. And I mean, he, he's expected to play this week, but if he doesn't, it's Artie Burns. Shout out Artie Burns. Devin Bush might start an inside linebacker for these guys. It's it's a banged up Seattle's defense and a defense that is, you know, hit or miss all season long. Had some good games, had some not so good games. I think that bodes well in the Steelers favor, because just like you said, a lot of people are bringing that up. And I've been asked a number of times throughout the last couple of days. Oh, well, you know, since he's defense, they just glued themselves to Pat Fryermuth. They had no answer for anybody else. I agree with that 100%. I still think Mason looked very confident out there. I still think that Mason read his, his progression very well. He was smooth with his decision-making. It doesn't matter if it was good defense or bad defense. And, and I think the big thing is, is they won by so much, like they looked so dominant that like it's it wasn't a well, Mason looked good enough against a bad Cincinnati defense. It was the Steelers won big against a defense that they should have won big against with a competent quarterback. That's I mean, that's what you do. If you are a competent offense, you win big against teams that you should win big against. That's what the Pittsburgh Steelers did. So you should have that confidence. I agree. It's so nice to go into a week and. You know, we'll talk about Kenny Pickett and the possibility of him playing and what it means, but just to start it and say Mason's probably the dude and there's not questions about should it be Mitch Trubisky, should you rush Kenny Pickett back? It's just Mason's the dude, and for right now, all signs point to Mason can get the job done. That being said, Kenny Pickett is going to practice this week. He is going to put his best foot forward. Uh, reports initially said that this would be the week that he would return. Now it's looking like maybe next week is the week that he can return. I want to start start by asking this. Do you think that there is any 
part of the Steelers that said Kenny is probably very close to a return, but there is no need to make that a, a bigger issue than it is because we have Mason Rudolph right now. Yeah, I do think so. Um, I kind of think Mike Tomlin alluded to this a little bit that, you know, they didn't really have the same confidence in, in Mason going into that Bengals game as they do now after they have some some tangible results to latch on to. So yeah. I think that definitely that definitely lends itself to being able to say, yeah, we don't need to rush Kenny Pickett back. You know, even if he's at 75 or 80 percent, because we have someone that we believe in, we have someone who we think we can win some ball games with. Uh, that that we can kind of take our time a little bit more with Kenny and we can say, look, just get back to 100%. We don't need you yeah. at 80% or 75% or 70%. We've got someone right now who can who can step in and, and do your job until, you know, they've just afford Mason has afforded them to think a little bit more long-term with this and to think a little bit more holistically just about what, you know, about what Kenny's future is with this injury and, you know, get you know, just keep him out of action for as long as possible until he's actually, actually ready to go. Um, so Mason did them a favor in, in two big ways. I feel like by playing really well against the Bengals, not only did he, you know, get him a win, but he also, I think helped them kind of stave off this decision about Kenny Pickett. He's not, he didn't make them as desperate as they might've been, uh, if he didn't play very well. And, you know, you feel like you have two quarterbacks now instead of just one. And, this isn't just a band-aid anymore. This feels like it could be a solution that you can rock with at least through the end of the season. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I, I don't know how close Kenny is, but I do know that the Pittsburgh Steelers are not going to put him out there unless he's a hundred percent. And that is a luxury that they have not had to this point in the season and to have it right now. Absolutely huge. When is that line? What is the line for Kenny Pickett? He'll practice today. Who knows if it'll be a full participant or not. Where is the line in your head to Kenny has to be cleared and ready to go in order to play on Sunday? Well, I feel like he's got to be a hundred percent, if not, you know, within inches of that, honestly, to to for him to play this week. Um especially because it's kind of still an open question. Like, even if he is healthy, like who's your better option right now? Yep. Um I, I think that's like a fair question to ask. I know like people have, you know, the the Mason Kenny debate has kind of taken over, you know, Steelers Twitter and Steelers fans, you know, for the past two days. I've tried to avoid it as much as possible, I feel like. But I mean, there it's a perfectly fair question to say, even if Kenny is perfectly healthy, uh Mason Rudolph has played so Mason Rudolph played so well that he has kind of earned like that was that was the best game by a Steelers quarterback in how many years? At least the oh, last two. two. Yeah. Since At Ben least. left, no doubt. Right. And and so I, I think that earns him a little bit of, of stick and power and, and earns him a chance to to prove whether or not he can do it again. So that's why I think, you know, it's not until Kenny is actually 100% that you approach the conversation about, okay, who, if we have got two healthy quarterbacks, who's stepping in here? Mason is, has played too well, I think, to take him out for, a, you know, an 80% Kenny Pickett. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that the Steelers are even going to try. Like I, I look at, I look at this, and I think Tomlin avoided the question enough times. And I, and I don't think it was like, I don't think it was a curve because they're sticking with Mason Rudolph. I think it was more like, look at in our heads, Kenny is not close enough to a hundred for us to even consider that to be an option right now. I think if he was close enough, it would have been more so hey this will be a con- like we'll, we'll see where the week progresses it wouldn't be a hey mason's our guy and then i'm going to reiterate that mason's our guy like four or five times it would be more of a 
we'll see where the week leads us. And I just don't think that they're even going to try. I don't think that they're going to look at Kenny this week at all and say he's good enough or anywhere near good enough to start on Sunday. I think in their heads, he's already ruled out against the Seahawks. And, and that's, I mean, that's okay. Like, like you said, like it's a luxury and it's, it's a debate that everybody's having and the Steelers are just simply shutting that down that debate this week. They're going to make it very easy on themselves and on everybody else and say, it's the injury. You know, Kenny's just not there enough. He's not close enough. I don't think they even check him. Like, I don't think by Friday, Kenny is whatever medically cleared means, you know, I don't know what medically cleared means, for a guy who had a high ankle sprain and underwent surgery. And then last week was pushing to come back. Like if you, I don't, I just don't know where that line is. And I think the Steelers don't even have a line. They're just going to say, okay, whenever Mason's not ready to play, that is when Kenny will be medically cleared to return to the field. But for right now and this week, I do not expect, I, like I expect Kenny to be maybe a full participant by the end of the week, but limited the next two days and them to just be like, all right, he's out in week 17 against the Seahawks. And I mean, I think that's playing a dangerous game to some degree, because if Mason does go into Seattle and stinks up the joint, you're turning to Mitch Trubisky as your backup quarterback. And that is, I mean, you're, you're deciding between a Mason Rudolph who stunk up the joint and a Mitch Trubisky who, you know, is going to stink up the joint and you just don't have Kenny Pickett available, which I think is tough. I think it, the, the easiest, the biggest safety blanket you could have is to have Kenny Pickett out there and just suit it up you know it doesn't he doesn't have to be he could be the number two and make Mitch you know inactive but I think that gives you a much better safety blanket than having no Kenny at all I don't think that they'll do that I think Kenny will be sidelined which brings up a big question you move into week 18 against the Baltimore Ravens hypothetically and I know the Steelers don't like to think in hypotheticals but we do Mason goes off against the Seahawks. This dude lights it up. He has another great game. George Pickens, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fryermuth, whoever it is, has another huge game. The Steelers are looking good. They are one game away from hopefully finding their way into the postseason. They keep everything alive. I mean, in your head, how good does Mason Rudolph have to be for this to be the same situation next week where we're walking into a Tomlin press conference and he's going, well, Kenny's just not ready yet, and we'll see what happens at the end of the week. Yeah, I mean, I think if I think if Mason even kind of comes close to replicating what he did against the Bengals, so it doesn't even have to be yes. what was it two ninety and two touchdowns. Um, yep. Like I think for the most part, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over, he he eclipses you know that two hundred or two hundred twenty five yard mark, and they win. I think that's the other big thing. If they win, like that's yes, that's kind of the biggest like linchpin or turning point. I think they've got to win in order for Mason to kind of still be considered the guy. Um, so I think if he, he doesn't, if he did gives you 75% of what he did uh, against the Bengals, I think you still kind of owe it to him to still rock with him in that final game, uh, especially if they win, because clearly he is giving you the best chance to win. And like we, like we said, no Steelers quarterback has played like this in two years. Like, I, I'm not a Kenny hater. I, I still think Kenny can be the guy. I still think, like we said on our last show, that he can be your future, but he's not your present yeah. right now, um, especially if Mason plays well uh, this week against Seattle. I think you, you just owe it to Mason at that point to to stick with the hot hand. And like I said, if he, he doesn't have to be exactly what he was against the Bengals because that, you know, to make that the kind of bar for him to clear 
if you if, for him to stand yeah, on the field un- unrealistic right um and and you can still win with you know eight, like i said 80 percent of that 75 percent of that maybe even 70 percent of that so um i think mason's just got to be solid you know he's he doesn't have to to be a world beater he doesn't have to change the game he doesn't have to put this team on his shoulders but as long as he's steady as long as he controls the ball because that, that is the other thing it's like Okay, so we're going to move away from Mason Rudolph, who gives us kind of this explosive downfield passing element that we haven't really had all year. Uh, and and what are we going to give that up for? You know, what are we going to bench him for? What do we think we're getting from Kenny Pickett that we believe is better? Well, you you believe it's yeah. I think like controlling the ball, command of the offense, everything like that. I mean, if if Mason's able to keep the offense on the fields and and move the ball and not turn it over, like. And kind of give you a connection with George Pickens that's really dangerous, like down the field. I, I don't know. I I feel like Mason's perfectly capable of giving you everything that Kenny Pickett has given you up to this point in the season, plus a little bit more with the chance of that you know kind of big arm and that that nice touch on the deep ball. I think that's the other thing you got to consider is just you got to you got to weigh what Kenny gives you versus what Mason gives you, and and just how much can Kenny. I don't know who gives you the higher ceiling at this point, quite honestly. Yeah, and Mason definitely gives you the higher ceiling. Just just to right now, just in one game sample size, he does give you right. the higher ceiling. I, I don't think anybody disagrees with that one. And I think it's I think it's true. Like if if Mason goes out there and wins and the offense looks I mean, just good. If the offense looks good, there's no reason to pull him. And I don't know, I think I think the longer this lasts, the more murky the waters get in the future. But I don't think the Steelers should care about that. Like, there's a whole debate about, oh, well, the, you can't bench Kenny because of this. You can't risk your future because of this. And then there's the other side of it that's like, who cares about Kenny Pickett? I, if you follow what the Pittsburgh Steelers say year after year after year after year, it is the same message at all times. And I don't know if at this point you can believe that message or, or how you feel about it, but it is constantly the same thing. We are trying to win a Super Bowl. The goal is to win a Super Bowl. The goal is not for Kenny Pickett to feel happy and to be the franchise quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is to win a Super Bowl. And if you're trying to win a Super Bowl right now, your best option is Mason Rudolph. And if it continues into week 18, your best option is Mason Rudolph. And that's crazy to say. I get it. But I think you have to completely remove any. I think you have to completely remove. Kenny Pickett as your future quarterback in any of these scenarios and just say, how do we get to the playoffs and who gives us the best shot to win the playoffs? Because that's like, that's the biggest question here is, you know, Mason goes off this week and has another big game and, you know, he goes into week 18 and he's the starter again and he has another big game and I get it. We're getting down the line here, but you go into the postseason, there's no chance you could go back to Kenny Pickett. There's just none. Like, you can't look at this and say, well, Kenny's our guy, though, and he started the first couple of games, and he got us to a point where we were on the outside looking in, but we were close. No, it's Mason Rudolph has won with your back up against the wall and has looked better than any other quarterback. You got to stick with Mason. So, like, it's not – and they're going to use the Kenny thing for as long as possible. And, you know, I'm like, it's going to be a lot easier for them. Like, it's not, you know, until Kenny is like officially 100%, it just doesn't make any sense for a guy who had a high ankle sprain to still be walking around in sweatpants on Sunday. The Steelers will continue to use the ankle as an excuse, and that's totally fine. But 
you know, at some point we're going to hit a line where it's just like, okay, now they're just picking Mason Rudolph, and that's fine. It just, it, you know, at some point you have to admit that that's what's going on. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, first of all, you're saying – Imagine just saying to to someone at the beginning of training camp this year that Mason Rudolph gives you the best chance to win a Super Bowl right now. <laughs> like you would, you'd get yeah, you people would put you in an insane asylum. Um, but yes. yeah, and I also kind of think like Kenny's ankle injury is going to get a lot better or worse, kind of depending on how Mason Rudolph plays. Um, if you kind of yes. understand what I'm saying there, like he's he's going to be a lot further out from recovery, or this recovery process is going to be dragged out. It a lot longer if Mason Rudolph plays pretty well against Seattle and kind of the opposite direction. If he, if Mason Rudolph doesn't play very well, I assume Kenny's going to feel a lot better uh, next going into next week and he's going to practice a little bit more. Um, so yes, it, it all kind of hinges on, they have confidence in Mason now. Like I said, I think that's true. And I think they're, they're giving us, you know, kind of the full picture when they say that, but um, just how long that lasts. And, you know, it, it feels like a precarious it feels like a precarious position still for Mason. You know, he still feels like he's yes. got to, he's got to continue to prove himself a little bit on the field for this team. Yeah. There's no way nothing's handed. This is a week by week situation for the Pittsburgh yeah. Steelers. But that being said, like it's a week by week situation for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which means it goes both ways. If he's bad, it's Kenny. If he's good, it's Mason. And that's how you rock the rest of the year. And you just see what happens. And when it comes to the off season and the future and so on and so forth, I said this, on the fan over the weekend and i said it on my to go yesterday who cares like you know have that conversation when it's time to have that conversation for right now it's not time to have that conversation it doesn't we're, we're talking about nfl draft and bringing in guys and competition and so on i mean geno smith was mentioned at one point there there's names out like everybody fully expects the pittsburgh steelers to bring somebody in this summer at some point tomlin would have had to have the conversation anyways of hey kenny you got to earn this you know this is this is not guaranteed to be your job at the end of training camp. You're having that conversation no matter what. Who cares if it's, well, Mason looked really good, so you have to prove yourself. Or if it's, well, we drafted this guy in the second round, so you have to prove yourself. It doesn't. That conversation's the same. It doesn't matter who's on the other end of it. You're going to have to have it with Kenny. For right now, week-to-week basis, certainly Mason Rudolph. You cannot change that. And uh, I'm excited to see what he does in Seattle and and see you know see if this was just a – a one-time showing, or if uh, if Mason's Mason's got the juice to carry this, we'll see what happens on Sunday. On the other side of the football, the Pittsburgh Steelers made as big of a blow as you could possibly go, I think, at this point in the season. Alandon Roberts out for Week 17 with a pectoral injury. I will say this. I fully expected Alandon Roberts' season to be over. You suffer a pec injury. Most times it's a tear even if it's just like a partial tear, which is what TJ Watt was dealing with two years ago, you're out seven, eight weeks. You're out a while. There's only two weeks left in the regular season, and then you're going to head into the playoffs. It just kind of feels like you're really drawing the line. So for them to not put him on IR, and then for reports to come out from Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette saying maybe he returns in week 18, there's a possibility. That is as massive of, of news as you could possibly get for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. In the meantime, they signed Jalen Smith, former second round pick for the Dallas Cowboys to their practice squad. Miles Jack is expected to start this week. Blake Martinez will get his hand in the mix. Once again, it'll be a Michael Walker, Miles Jack, Blake Martinez, Mark Robinson type of weekend for the Pittsburgh Steelers. How worrisome is that? And I mean, how 
how quickly can Jalen like is Jalen Smith even is he signed this late in the season just to be a practice squad guy or you look at him and saying well maybe they got something here because they are as desperate as they get um well to kind of first address your address the first part of your question I mean this is the same conversation I feel like we've been having for all for the past what like second half of the season um just yeah yeah since Cole went down yeah it's just like yeah it's it's extremely concerning um you think about what Kenneth Walker can do I mean just I mean you face anyone with a, a half decent running game and you look at the inside linebackers that they have and you're extremely concerned um this is a team that already yes. kind of struggled against the run at times this year and and this certainly doesn't help um uh, but even in the past game just losing that kind of a communicator and with Minka Fitzpatrick also possibly you know, kind of being up in the air, his status questionable for this game as well. You just wonder who's kind of going to be able to call the defense and who's going to be able to get everyone on the same page in a tough environment. Um, but yeah, and then to address the second part of your question, quite honestly, I feel relatively confident in like Miles Jack to kind of lead. like I thought he played well uh, against the Bengals. Mm-hmm. It seems like he clearly can kind of pick up where he left off from last year. I think you know, people were complimentary of how he called the defense, how he kind of communicated and kept things in order. Um, it feels, it seems like a bandaid on a, a yes, on a, like a, a pretty, bullet hole. Yeah, exactly. Bandaid on yeah. a bullet hole. Um, but I mean, it seemed like it kind of worked at least for one game. I mean, even though they're missing Jamar Chase, I feel like that Bengals offense still has a bunch of talent and they stood up pretty well against it, stood up really well against it. Uh, so, I mean, I have some faith. I mean, it's it's certainly not ideal, but I'm much more confident after, you know, Miles Jack kind of put some things on the field and put some things on tape that I thought were encouraging. Um, you know, you still got I, – and I don't know. I just – I I think they're going to do their best to kind of fill in things around Blake Martinez and Mark Robinson and kind of get those guys yeah. into advantageous situations. But just with that guy, with that crop that you're working with, I mean – how many advantageous situations can you put them in? You know, they're just limited naturally. And and that just makes it tough for, for everyone. Cause you've got to, you've got to play certain guys situationally. You got to put a ton on a guy like miles Jack, who as Mike Tomlin said yesterday, they pulled off the couch, but I, I, they're going to do their best. I, I just, I think you got to assume that baked in, there's going to be some pretty, there's going to be some pretty significant struggles from that group in this game. Yeah. I think it is very important that miles Jack was here last year because just from a communication standpoint, like you're already out Minka Fitzpatrick and maybe he returns this week, which would be massive, but to not have your final play caller in the middle of that defense and miles Jack to be familiar enough with what's going on and have an understanding from last year of how this defense runs and the play calls and everything. I think that is huge just from a relaying from the sideline to the huddle um, standpoint. The rest of it, I'm very very concerned with like I don't I don't have any faith in Blake Martinez right now just because you have very minimal knowledge of what he can do on a football field Mark Robinson looked good against the Bengals don't know how long that's going to hold up Blake or I said Blake uh Michael Walker yeah you yeah, know just hasn't we've, said, we've talked about Michael Walker a lot very minimal has that been positive outlook of Michael Walker since he started contributing to this team it's just, it's worrisome. How quickly you think Jalen Smith can uh, get a custom here? Do you think he's got any chance of playing in the regular season or, or you think this is just a practice squad move? You know, just trying anything he possibly can. I think he could play against Baltimore. I mean, I don't know. It seems like they've gotten guys up to speed pretty quickly. I mean, like, yeah, for as much as like Blake Martinez hasn't been spectacular, I don't think that's because, you know, he doesn't know the defense or anything. I think he's just, yes, 
just a limited player. Oh, and I think kind of the yeah. same thing goes for Michael Walker. Although actually, you know, I will say Michael Walker has been at times just out of position. Um, but I, I'm, I'm pretty yes. confident they can get a guy like Jalen Smith, who's been on a bunch of different teams, has had these kind of experiences where he's got to, you know, turn around at a dime and 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 find a new home and a new place pretty quickly. I, I feel pretty confident that he can kind of get up to speed just as a veteran like that. Um, especially, you know, kind of compared to these other younger guys who maybe haven't been in as many places. So um, I'm pretty confident that he can at least play against Baltimore. I don't think he's an option against Seattle, but I don't know. I think at the very least, Jalen Smith is has some talent enough to the point and has the experience enough to the point where you can use him situation situationally, at least against the Ravens. Um, it does yeah. feel like kind of throwing stuff against the wall right now, just to kind of see what can stick. Um, but I don't know. It's it's, I think Jalen Smith gives you just given his experience and everything. Like I said, he gives you as good an option as anyone to, to plug and play immediately. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, especially with the limited options out there. I mean, a guy, a former pro bowler, I don't know what he's going to bring, but last year when he stepped in for the giants, he played well in, in limited reps. My biggest worry is attrition. Like, how you know how miles jack was on the couch a couple of weeks ago you know what i mean how in football shape are you even if you are like in football shape he 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 was very open he was like you know i was playing five on five basketball that was keeping me conditioned it's like i get it man i'm heated after five on five basketball right. game but it's different from it's an nfl not, football game yeah it's not four quarters of plowing into a 200 pound guy like it's just it's just not the same worried about all that I don't know, you know, it, it's a it's a wait and see type of situation. Massive loss for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't know my expectations in Jalen Smith right now, but I wouldn't say they're very high. I'm just gonna say I hope Miles Jack could be the dude. Like at the end of the day that the Pittsburgh Steelers have any hope, it's Miles Jack being the dude and being able to step in there. We'll see what happens on Sunday. I don't know. Massive loss. Before we head out, I want to uh, you know, just do a little uh little fun creative little six leg parlay for y'all. Uh, if the Pittsburgh Steelers are eliminated from the postseason this this weekend, this is what needs to happen. And I know nobody wants to hear this, but the possibility is there. They'd have to lose to the Seattle Seahawks. The Indianapolis Colts would have to win against the Las Vegas Raiders. The Buffalo Bills would have to win over the New England Patriots. The Chargers would have to win over the Denver Broncos. And the Jacksonville Jaguars would have to win over the Carolina Panthers. Or the Houston Texans would have to win over the Tennessee Titans. You plug uh, all those bad boys into a parlay, including the Pittsburgh Steelers losing to the Seattle Seahawks. It's plus 1,837 odds. Simple question. We're betting men here. Would you take that parlay if you were, if you had no affiliation to the Steelers, would you take that parlay? Would I take the hater parlay? I don't know. Um, Cause quite honestly, I kind of have faith in the Steelers this week. You know, I feel like yeah. that one, I mean, and the Brock- three and a half point dogs. Right, but I mean, I don't know. I think they they definitely have a at least a puncher's chance out in Seattle. Um, and I don't know, like the Broncos don't look good. At, I mean, losing to the Patriots is pre- at home is pretty ugly. Like I don't, I don't think that's. I mean, imagine a team doing that. That would be that'd be pretty embarrassing. But um, yeah, but but worse than the char- are the Patriots worse than the, I don't think the Patriots are worse than the Chargers right now. As crazy as that sounds, really, I, I don't, don't know. Think, I just don't like you know it, the as bad as New England's been. They haven't lost by 60 points. That is true. The Raiders. That is true. That is true. They have not done that. So, you know, real notch in Bill Belichick's cap for that one. Um, 
Yeah. But I don't know. That seemed like an isolated. That seemed like a, a real freak accident because didn't they, they played real well this week, right? Against the Bills or, or this past week. They did. But that's what I'm saying. They have to win. They have to beat the they have to beat the Broncos. If they beat the Broncos, Jacksonville over Carolina kind of feels like, right. you know, that's a win. Indy over the Raiders kind that, of feels like. Yeah, that feels like a lock, too. It feels like a lock. Houston over Tennessee. I'm not so sure. I don't know. I don't think yeah, that I don't one. Know. Yeah, I don't like, know how to no feel about CJ that one. Stroud, right? I don't think he's playing this week anymore. Nope. Um, nope. Buffalo over New England. I don't know. I feel like I that's a good one. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Bills owed one against the Patriots this year. I will say you got you to gotta acknowledge that. I think that makes it worse, if we're yeah, being honest. Yeah, yeah. I think that makes it. I think if they were 1-0, and it'd be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. There's a shot here. But at Buffalo, yeah. coming off a win over Denver, a big win over De- – I don't know about that one. I don't know. I don't know if they got that one in them. It, it, it could come down to the Chargers needing to beat the Broncos and – or the Broncos needing to beat the Chargers and Seattle need – or the Steelers needing to beat Seattle. Tough. It's it's a much tougher spot to be in than you know, like well, you lay, label it on paper. You're like, wow, this is crazy. Well, yeah, I like all this stuff needs to happen for them to get officially eliminated. I would not have guessed that. You know, like I thought they, I thought if yes. you lost this week, you're like, you're done. Like I didn't, I didn't even know this door was still open. If they, uh, I mean, essentially yes, but it the your your playoff chances right. probably go to like you probably have like a one percent. It's probably like you go to the simulator and it's just like the greater than 0.1% chance yeah, to make yeah. the postseason, you know? Um, but I would say, I don't know. I, but at the same time, like, you'd think if they do lose, most of these games are locks, so it is pretty much you're out. Right. You know, it's it's going to be very tough to climb your way back there. Starts with them, finishes with them. If you're looking to get some win out of this, you know, if you're just like, if you're like, oh my gosh, if the Steelers lose, this is the worst situation, the worst weekend of my life. Oh, and you want just like, you know, you want to hedge a little bit. You want to, you want to feel emotional hedge, yeah. joy on Monday morning. Go make a, go make a hate plus parlay. 1800 parlay. Invest the in hater, hater parlay. parlay. Yeah. Yeah. See what, uh, you know, at least you'll win a couple of bucks out of it and. It's not great. It's not your team missing the playoffs, but it's a it's a reward. It's a reward. And at the end of the day, it's all you could ask for in the NFL because at times nothing works out and at times everything works out. And uh, this week, we'll see how Mason Rudolph works out. With that said, we're heading out of here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Check us out anywhere you get your podcast. And as always, find all of our work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. We will be back on Friday to go through everything that happens through the week, Kenny Pickett injury updates, and our predictions and keys to victory against the Seattle Seahawks. Enjoy a warm but rainy and beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.